and welcome to The Playlist Project, a podcast where we learn about people through music and learn about music through people. I am Stacy C., and Playlist for me started as mixtapes, recording songs off the radio with a quick trigger finger on the record button. Mixtapes or playlists can be for yourself or to give to someone else. In this podcast, I hope to share songs and people with you. On this episode of The Playlist Project is finally my older brother, Derek. Derek, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that I was able to finally wrangle you in on the show. Agreed. I don't know what's to, why it has taken me this long. I've been I've been ducking you. Yeah. Well, I think at some point you said last year that you were like, I have four. I don't have five yet. And I think finally in 2024, you're like, I got this. When I tell you what the theme of this list is, you will understand why that was true. Okay. I can't wait. Well, before we get to Derek's songs, um, as I ask all of my guests that come on the show, I tell them to bring a list of five songs that they like. It doesn't have to be the top five ever. A lot of people bring different themes to corner themselves. My only parameters are it needs to be a song and you need to tell me the reason why you like it, which I think freaks some people out. Yeah. So before we get into that, let's do a quick elevator pitch on who is Derek. A little 10, 15 second, let people know who you are. I, um, I'm obviously Derek. I am your sibling. Sure As are. you said, I am a striving to be trophy husband. I have invested <laughs> a lot of time and effort in my wife. I have followed her all across this country and I, I hope one day that I can achieve this status. You're pretty close. You're getting so more trophier. So close. Trophier by the day. <laughs> so we'll do a few music get to know you questions before we get into that theme. The first and will always be, what is your first music memory, D? So I've been thinking about this and yes. you inherited like all of the love of music in our family. Obviously sure dad loved music. Mom accepted that music existed. <laughs> I, I very much fell into that. But really, what is my first music memory? I remember our parents had a tape of like Raffi or some kids band yep. that they would play in the Volvo station wagon as they would drive us all over this bloody country. I know. Oh, my God. I remember truly, truly hating those songs. Oh, yeah. That wasn't just like a you were a kid and you're like, I like the Raffi. Like my kiddos are. I, I don't remember liking it now anyways. Maybe that's the opposite of rose-colored glasses, but no, I, uh, <laughs> that's the way I choose to remember it. Now, this could be Mandala Effect, or somebody has told the story <laughs> so many times that I don't remember. Did we see Raffi at a gas station once? Wow, I have no recollection of that. <laughs> I feel like that was us, but I don't know now. I definitely cannot confirm. I'm not super strong on the deny, but okay. you'd have to ask mom about that, I think. She's not going to remember either. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, then it's lost in the ether. <laughs> then nobody can tell us we didn't. The other two questions are questions that I actually don't know, not that no. I'm like throwing the softball. So the, the next one is... Perfect. What is your first concert? So like I said earlier, I, I, I did not grow up loving music. In high school, I didn't really love music. I didn't really start even having it be any more than background noise until college. And I believe I was dating a girl at the time mm -hmm. who asked if I wanted to go see They Might Be Giants <gasps> somewhere in Rochester. Yes. And I believe that is the first concert I chose to go to. I'm so jealous that They Might Be Giants was your first concert ever. I, I think that that's true. Anyways, I at least that's the one I'm going to claim. <laughs> My memory is not what it used to be. I don't know. Could have seen Raffi when I was 10 and wouldn't know. Wouldn't know the Super difference. Boss. Yeah. 
or whatever on ice. There was a lot of like the musicals on ice oh, when yeah. we were kids. I remember like vaguely being there, but I don't remember the shows. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. You don't say. Last question before we get into your listy. What is your favorite music festival experience? I have only been to one music festival in my oh, life. Yeah. It was last year at Bonnaroo which obviously, I guess by definition, must be both the best and worst festival experience I've ever had. But it's obviously made a good enough impression on me that we are going back this year. I had not even attended to go to that as a festival. There was just a band that I loved that I said, anytime I'm in the city where that person plays, the next time I'm going, I'm going. And then they ended up being at Bonnaroo. That's so great. Do you have a, a single memory that was like super awesome about Bonnaroo that you want to share with the class? Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of it um, that I don't remember as well as I should. But there was definitely a moment where Zed's Dead, which is, if you don't know, an EDM band. Okay. They were doing a 2 a.m. set at one of the larger stages. So ridiculous. And they have this whole laser light show that they did with their music. And the stage is such that they play, and then there's room for probably 5,000 people. And then these two huge elm trees, and then room for probably another 10,000 people. And so they did this laser light show through the trees. And so it was like even more scattered and random. And I remember just like that blowing my mind at that festival. That's amazing. And you were telling me all kinds of things about Bonnaroo, but they are, they sound organized and like getting stuff together. I have never seen a group of people so dedicated to making sure everyone stays alive. It sounded fantastic, honestly. It sounded like that was, you're there for the music. You want to make it a good experience. And these people will do everything that they can to do that. That's so great. They are almost literally pouring water down your throats at all times because this is in June in middle Tennessee. Yeah. So it's like a hundred degrees during the day. Gross. Well, you sleep through that part because you're at the 2 a.m. EDM show. <laughs> Watching the lasers filter through the the leaves. and It was really, truly amazing. You can taste all of the colors at that point. <laughs> we are at the point where it is time for me to now finally softball you your list. Do you have a theme? Do you want to set it up somehow? Do you want to just jump in? What's going on? I do have a theme. I actually, so I did duck you for a little bit because I was having trouble just coming up with five songs that had any sort of like you know I've listened to all of your shows and a lot of people like here's a song from this part of my life and this part of my life and this part of my life and I was very I was having a hard time figuring that out yeah so what I decided was to think about how I could make this work for me okay I should say about three years ago we decided to move to Nashville Mm -hmm. and one of the things that annoys me the most about living in Nashville (laughs) is everyone I tell I moved to Nashville is like oh you must love country music And I don't. (laughs) Right. So I thought I would pick a set of songs that are non-country bands that I have seen live in the last year nice. in Nashville. That's great. That's some parameters that we haven't heard before. Way to go, Dave. I'm trying to do something different. I love it. I did exclude all of the Bonnaroo bands. I didn't think that was fair. Yeah, well, I would have allowed it, but this is your this is your rules. I would have made it too hard again. <laughs> there's probably 15 bands I could have just named from there. Right. Um, right. So this list is mostly bands that I like that are not country bands that I've seen live here in Nashville. Okay. And then I picked a song from the band that I like. 
Okay. Do you like those songs specifically or you just in general like this band and it was like, oh, this one sounds great or the songs that have more meaning than just the band that you saw? I think that's going to vary by song. Excellent. I'd love to hear it when it happens. Fair enough. Okay. What's our first track, D? I'm a Buffalo boy at heart. So my first track is Broadway by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Like the quintessential Buffalo band. They actually, of all the people I did wish I was able to see in high school, they would have been one of them, but they were, I think they had just released what ended up being a best album of the year that year or whatever, a very, very well-selling album. And they were touring everywhere that wasn't Buffalo. Yeah. Because Buffalo is like the place they could always play. And so like right off the bat, the opening lyric in the song is really what gets me. It really paints a picture of what Buffalo was in the 90s. Okay. And that's not great. Buffalo was not great in the 90s. But it's the first line of this song that are the first, whatever, three lines of this song that I think really get it. All right. So this is Broadway. Let's listen. Broadway's dark tonight. See the young man sitting in the old man's bar waiting for his turn to yeah so that lyric is broadway is dark tonight broadway's the street downtown in buffalo mm-hmm. and you see the young man sitting at the old man bar waiting for his time to die i know and it's just the like pure depression of buffalo I, so it's so funny you say that line and I remember being in a bar in Buffalo and then like you look down the counter and there's just like some dude that's probably been there for 30 years. Yep. Oh, yeah. Living a dead end life. Yeah. Okay. Starting out with the Goo Goo Dolls. Not what I was expecting because I was expecting there to be like newer bands on this list. So you've seen you've seen the Goos since you've been to Tennessee. Yes. I saw it. And so these are actually in chronological order of 2023 and the order I saw these bands. Oh, okay, cool. I couldn't figure out how to pick better than that, so that's what I went with. Very narrow. I see I see why you struggled. <laughs> You're very narrow here. It's very difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> well, that was number one on the list. What is number two? What do we got? Number two is also a band that I knew back in the day and didn't really follow and has recently come back around for me, and that is Incubus. Nice. And I picked the song Dig. So my freshman year, they released, what was the name of that album? Make Yourself. And kind of like all of their hits that you think of from Incubus are on that. It's Drive, it's Make Yourself, it's Pardon Me. These songs that everybody's screaming. I think I was looking earlier on Spotify and they all have like 20, 30 million streams a piece, right? Yeah. And so they were like the band of my freshman year, these with the songs of my freshman year. And then I just completely lost track <laughs> of not just them, but kind of like music in general. So I spent seven years running a, a pizza hut and it really sucked everything out of my life. And I have no idea what happened in those years. People talk about how they lost time in the pandemic and I get that, but it's nothing compared to the seven year stretch for me. I literally have no idea. Right. But recently, I have re-stumbled on an older album of theirs, but new to me, Light Grenades. And I love this album. Yeah. And I think Dig is the t- not the title track, but like the big track off of that. And once again, this song for me is about the lyrics. It's a great story actually being told about his ego gets too big and he start, stops being anchored, that he has this person in his life that can dig into him and bring him back down to the person he always was and the person he, he wants to remember. 
Wow. Nice. And you say you don't like music, or at least you started out not liking music. You're making up for it, Dave. I'm making up for it. All right, here's Dick. Let's listen. And weakness turns my ego Incubus, I love it. It's a good one. Yeah, no, they're they're a, a rediscovered favorite band of mine. Yeah, I was looking at the the music tracks uh, or the track list while we were taking a break there. Anna Molly was the one that I played when I was on the local radio <laughs> yeah. station a million times. That feels like exactly the title song for the radio station you were. Yes. And so I'm glad that Dig, that that was your choice instead of Animali. I might have had to disown you as my sibling. There's a, a weird theme that occurred across my first three songs here, which are all about mm-hmm. depression. I didn't really realize that until uh, I was sitting here kind of thinking about what I wanted to say. And I was like, oh. That's probably something I should have realized much earlier in my life. Well, you know what? You you got out of winter hell there um, and it got better, which I'm, I was so happy to see. We only have whatever, three weeks a year of winter here in Nashville. I know. It's so great. Well, you kind of half segued yourself there into the first three songs. So oh, fair enough. So we song about depression. Let's hear it. <laughs> this artist was obvious for me. This was all going to end up, if I picked the top art songs I loved, songs that influenced me, this was going to be the artist. And it was Petey. Mm-hmm. Actually, this was like my band of the year last year. He has not kind of like made it big yet, but he's truly, okay. I think, on his way. He also writes a lot of songs about depression. Um, <laughs> and so it was actually very difficult for me to pick. So there are three songs he plays. There's one that I'm going to pick because it's truly my favorite of these three songs, but it's very hard. There's a song called Don't Tell the Boys, which is okay. a song about depression related to like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and how you know, the singer has this like very, very deep friendship with a friend of his and they like emotionally share and support each other. He he doesn't want him telling the other the other boys of his his group that they yeah. do this because you know then he would be shown for being emotionally yeah. vulnerable, which I guess nobody wants. Like yeah. But I mean, you grew up in certain parts of America. I know, like when I was a you know, yeah. young teenager, that's absolutely the type of message that was out there. And yeah. I'm glad we're figuring it out. Yes, 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 yes. The second song I didn't pick is called California. <laughs> and it's about a person who's depressed. And so he decides to move to California because at least there won't be other reasons to be depressed other than just him being depressed. <laughs> I think there's a line in there that's like, the blues of the ocean are the only blues I need. And I think that's a really great line of that song. Yeah, no, that's great. But the song I did pick Finally. is called Haircut okay. by Petey. It is about probably a young 20-something who just has no idea what she's doing in the world. And there's a couple of just like cutting lines in this that get to my heart every time. Yeah, this is Haircut. Let's listen. It's about this person who shaved their head, right? And so it's just like, did you go to the barber and ask for a Natalie Portman? No. And she says, no, I was blacked out in my bathroom and was just trying to feel something, something like that. I don't remember what the line is, but it's, it's, 
man, it gets me every time. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, it, oh, I'm so glad that you are, are mentally healthier now. It is so <laughs> nice to see. Um, I'm happy that you're out of it. And, you know, as your family, it's, it makes me happy. Oh, well, that's nice of you to say. I think that yeah. now that I'm on this side of where the sun exists and, uh, yeah. you know, some nice therapy, I think almost <laughs> everybody I knew in college was depressed. Man. Yeah. Man, not enough of those people are seeking therapy or antidepressants. or. And I think a lot of times music helps. Music helps you kind Agreed. of, you know, heal your heart and, and, and get you sort of limping along. Put some words to things you have trouble talking about absolutely well all right so hopefully since we're moving along with your life we gotta get on the other side of this i have a great rebound song for that the first three depression related songs <laughs> what i believe is the song of the summer i believe last summer okay was harry styles's watermelon sugar sure it's not the song i'm picking thank goodness <laughs> And I love this song, not because it is a, is a great song. It's a fine song. It has <laughs> it has some good upbeat feelings to it. Right. When he first released this song, Harry Styles, he refused to tell anybody what the song was about. Oh, okay. If you've heard the song, I think it becomes very clear what this song is about. I, now I have to go listen. So my wife had been on TikTok, I think, and finally Harry Styles admitted what the song is about. Mm -hmm. It came on and she's like, hey, do you know what the song is about? And I was like, yeah, I think so. She's like, no, 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 it's about, and she tells me. Uh -huh. And I was like, yes, that, that's kind of what I thought the song was about. That is what I thought. <laughs> but my wife, who loves these things, and I, I mean this is an endearing fashion, the next 10 times this song came on, she would forget she tell me, told me this fact. Oh, no. And she'd be like, hey, do you know what Harry Styles <laughs> says this song is about? And so I love that. However, I did not see Harry Styles live this last year. Okay. But I did see a band called Scary Pockets, and I love their concept. They take pop songs and convert them to funk. Okay. They're all just like songs everybody knows, but converted into funk. That's the song I'm picking is Scary Pockets, Watermelon Sugar. Gotcha. 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 I was just like, how are we bringing this back around to Harry Styles here? I, I Is this a rando part of the story? That's great. All right. Here's Watermelon Sugar, the Scary Pockets version. I'm just So the the key part of Scary Pockets is it actually is four instrumentalists. That's the band. Okay. And they go and they find singers to collaborate with who have the right voice oh. for like the songs they want to do at the time. What instruments are we rocking here? It's a drummer and keyboard player. Mm -hmm. And then the other two, I think, are just like musical savants right like they just play like literally whatever other instrument is required whatever's need for the song right and somebody was telling me recently the keyboardist is actually a billionaire what who like made his bunch of money doing one of these tech products from the 90s that you remember and sold it and then just started playing music oh man he does this 
duet it where the, he works with this female singer on another project and she has this amazing voice and he plays in the background i think all original content and then he's also in this band as the keyboardist it was such a good concert and the energy in the crowd for this was so good that's awesome if you make it funk how can it be bad right and you can sing along because they're all like they're all songs that you have heard a million too many times. Now I got to listen to both versions of that song. All right. Well, that's four outstanding ones. Let's wrap it up. What's our, our, our number five? Right. So this last one, I think, um, will actually hit home for both of us. Nice. It is Run Around by Blues Traveler. <laughs> I actually did see Blues Traveler this last year. You did. They played. Yeah. So it was, let me start with this. So. What I love about this song is, of all of these songs, I have no idea what the lyrics are to this song. Oh, 100%. Right? It's just got good energy. I couldn't sing. I know in the chorus, the words run around appear there somewhere. And by instinct, mm-hmm. I know to sing that piece, but I don't know any of the other words. <laughs> um, but what I do remember is this song came out when, I don't know, I was 12-ish. So you would have been nine or 10 or something like that. Yeah. And dad bought it. Yes. And came home and played it on, I think you've talked about it on before, that huge stereo that you have with these unnecessarily large speakers, because apparently that's just what you did when you learned about music in the 70s was by oversized stereo equipment. The biggest speakers. Coming home from work and before even like taking his like dress shirt off, he would like unbutton the like cuffs and roll them up a little bit and then put on the song just start dancing around the living room. And I I just like, it is is like a memory of in reflection now, pure joy about about dad, right? It's just him (laughs) with this. Oh my gosh. So anyways, I saw them in December at the Ryman. And so the Ryman is a kind of like a very famous theater here in Nashville. It also caters to like the oldest possible crowd one could get to come attend a concert. (laughs) No standing room. There's only seats. The tickets are never more than like $35. (laughs) We sat down. We bought these tickets kind of like on a lark. I don't remember. Like I said, $30, $35. Right. And we sit down in like this crowd of couples in their 60s and 70s. And when this, they started playing music, man, they would just get up and they're just like dancing around. And I hope to be those people just like where I think that you're ridiculous and old and yep. you're still like getting out there and dancing to your music. The other piece that caught me unawares is they are a jam band now. Did you know this? Are they really? Yes. No, I did not. That would make dad so happy. I know. I know. <laughs> So this version of Run Around played more than 10 minutes. They did the standard jam band thing where like you start off playing the song and you get everybody going. And then I think at some point the singer left the stage, right? And he went and sat down for a little bit. And then like the bassist, he had his two minutes and the drummer had his two minutes. And, you know, just like they went round and round. There was, I think, five members of this band and the singer. So they all got their two minutes. He comes back in, like literally from off stage. Like he had just left for a while. He had to go get a beer. He had to go, like, I, he had time to drink that whole beer in, in addition <laughs> to get that beer. And then he came back and, you know, sang the last two minutes of that song and and everybody just cheered. That sounds amazing. All right. Well, here is the album version of Runaround that's probably only two and a half minutes.
when I pull the album up on Spotify, I forgot how neon green no, the big cat. that album yeah. cover is. Yeah. You're right. That is just like a happy, fun, just like joyful song. I saw them live in 2023. That's amazing. I can't believe they're still out there. Wow. That was outstanding. I honestly thought there was at some point in your life where you were 100% behind and you maybe still are. 80s one hit wonders and man did you serve up a different list than i thought you were and i'm pleasantly surprised fair enough this is the part of the show where i throw it back to you i've put you in the hot seat for a while so now it's your turn to either put me in a hot seat with a music trivia question or music prompt question whatever you feel like this has been kind of in the news a lot recently so i was curious if you have an answer okay is there a band you have stopped listening to because of a political stance they've taken or something they've said publicly yes to answer your question yes that's true so i used to love cake back in the day there was a band called cake it had a whole they were like sort of weird short skirt long jacket everybody knew it Absolutely. Short Skirt, Long Jacket is a good one. Still, some of those songs are, you know, my really great songs, but I went to go see them in concert once and it would be like they'd play a song and then they'd have about five minutes of political ramblings of who knows what. And you're like, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't really hear you. And you're not really making sense. Can you just can you just play, you know, Never There, maybe just. While I still enjoy the cake music, they're really, like, I will never see them live again. Fair. And I find it really challenging to support them because they're just, like, they're, like, using their platform to inappropriately express their politics. Now, granted, if you've got this many listeners and you want to try to change the world and you're going to use your your audience to, like, help the world, this is great. But I'm not, I don't want to just listen to your soapbox speech <laughs> half of this concert i think that that is an absolutely fair stance to take so this is actually one of my favorite cake songs it's called perhaps 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 let's listen you won't admit you love me and so how am i ever to know you only tell me perhaps 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 cake is not the answer i thought you were gonna get there yeah all right well, what what a pleasant experience, Derek. Thank you so much for being on the show. It, this was really fun. I'm glad I did this, finally. I am also glad that you did it. It was great to do this. It was great to see you. If you want to hear these songs in their entirety, follow the Playlist Project Podcast playlist on Spotify or click the link in the description. Thanks for listening.